in progress, Joyce. Recording in progress. Yay. Wow, here we are again. Episode something. Already forgot. I already don't know. Um, it feels like we've been doing this our whole lives. Because I think we've done this. We've like met each other on the basis of we will have a long introspective conversation and no one gets out unscathed from these conversations. And we will also walk like 15 kilometers in one night for no reason in particular other than might as well walk home. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my god okay well, well um what today... trauma walk are we on today joyce <laughs> well today it's the topic of getting fired which i think is well it's important because it's one of the many reasons i've started therapy mm. um one of the many reasons i've continued going to therapy and even though i'm no longer at this job and it's been quite a while <laughs> since i've been in there it's still a pretty like persistent thought a persistent topic a lot of my fears and a lot of my I guess hesitations about working just Uh still pop up um but just really really quickly before we start I want to say after we recorded episode one which is the money episode please Mm. go back and listen because it's a really good episode my dad emailed me like as as dads do he sent me this random like yahoo finance article yeah uh, and it was about how early is too early to start talking to your kids about money uh-huh. and I just thought that was very timely <laughs> <laughs> and I re- I replied to him I was like I'm glad you talked about money when we were so young oh my god and he replied back I'm glad you were okay with that <laughs> he said I'm glad you're okay with that and he said okay like and then he also said the most valuable skill you can have is to learn. <laughs> so I just wow. want to put that on the like cute dad email okay. radar because okay. I know you keep emails from your dad and mm. I started doing it because of you. So that went straight into the emails <laughs> from my dad folder. Yeah, that I will cherish until the end of time. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. His Asian dad sense, Spidey sense was tingling. I think so. Oh. I was like... Did you did I like say I'm doing a podcast like your dad is like the um f- Google ad algorithm Oh my god but... <laughs> Oh you joke but it's so true <laughs> Like if I briefly mention or think about like oh it would be nice if I could find like a, a pot that like a certain shape or a certain size He's like he'll send me links he's like oh yeah, yeah I saw yeah. this saw this i heard you i heard you need one i'm like okay, <laughs> anyway that was just a plug episode one shout if out for some reason you start listening at like episode four yeah um, go back go back go back go back um okay nice anyway um you got fired joyce yeah. set the scene like where does this story start oh my god what like i need to i need to like dig some things up well i think a few things i've like buried away buried away in like the good way in terms of like I think I've moved on I think I'm feeling better I can talk about it without having a mental breakdown um but also I'm sure there are things that oh maybe we we aren't as finished with this as we thought we were which is okay and totally (laughs) fine but the year is I think it's 2019 Mm. and I graduated the year before and it was Mm. like the beginning of 2019 so I was probably had graduated for like 
well, or was graduated for about six months at that mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. I finished my Bachelor of Arts. I went to U of T. I had a great time. University of Toronto. Mm. You've done irreparable damage to me financially. <laughs> I will never forgive you for your wrongdoings personally. Um, but hey, I made it out. And then I was working at a leasing company. It was like a temp job that okay. I somehow got even before I graduated. And then... I was on Facebook and I was in the phase of life where joining girl boss Facebook groups was a cool idea because Mm. I just graduated. I didn't know what kind of jobs were out there. I didn't know, like, I didn't have any direction, (laughs) which we've discussed in past (laughs) episodes. Um, It's like a TLDR. My career plan was to decide after I finish university. Yes. <laughs> so going into university, I was like, it's okay. I picked a generic enough major, which is mm. communications. Mm. It's generic enough. Let me just decide when I'm done. Yeah. And then lo and behold, the time had come. I had I graduated and I'm like, oh shit. It's like, it's time for me to decide now. I need mm. to pick a career path, question mm. mark. Mm. So Facebook groups was a great way to do that because you could, see what other people are doing, see what the latest online scams are up to. And one of the groups that I joined was run by a like business YouTuber. So Mm. she did videos about like using social media to like leverage your business. Uh, She was also Canadian. She was also pretty close to me in age. Mm -hmm. Um, And she had also quit her corporate job to Mm. kind of pursue her own thing so I was very inspired by her story and I was very inspired just like do something different Mm. um kind of my leaping or my what's it called my breakthrough moment (laughs) in that group was someone was just kind of making a fuss about how she wasn't replying to posts or that this person was like oh I'm I dm'd you like a week ago why haven't Mm. you replied And my breakthrough moment was telling them to like, relax, like, can you just ask your question in this group, like, and stop being weird. The Mm. person who runs the group, the YouTuber, she saw it. And Mm. she was like, I'm really glad that you said something. I really appreciate that. I'm actually looking for someone to help me manage the Facebook group. Mm. Would you be interested? Mm. And yeah, and I was because I would do anything to not work at <laughs> a decent company for another minute longer. <laughs> yeah. It was, a, it was a place of desperation. I think we've all we've all been there. It was desperation, but I was also very excited. I was like, okay. oh, is this what it's like yeah. to, you know, be a part mm. of an industry? What? Mm. Crazy. How long do you feel like, I don't know, you know, I think sometimes they say when you join a new job you're sort of in like the honeymoon period yeah yeah. how long do you think you were in work honeymoon I would say the first so oh my god this is such a messy story (laughs) so there are two phases there's two acts in this play okay yes and it's a tragedy (laughs) spoiler alert alert. it's like going into Romeo and Juliet thinking it's gonna be a romance it's not it's like not. it's not like it's just teenagers it's hormones it's bad the first time I joined this company yes. I was the first hire 
And it's from that like Facebook group interaction. That was yeah. how that was my end to be wow. like her first employed person. Wow. And I'd say that honeymoon phase, it was pretty good. It was like like almost a year. Okay. Let's say like really high highs, really fun, just like learning new things. We got along so well. We're like always just finishing each other's sentences. It was just a mm. very exciting mm. time. A lot of like hard work went into it. She was launching a course and I was a big part of like helping her execute that. When the course launched, she freaking took us to Mexico. Whoa. <laughs> like it's it's that kind of, I don't know, like addictive startup like energy, yeah, you know, totally. that people dream about, I think. Mm. You know, in when I was working at a regular corporate job, this is a Mexico was not Ain't on no my way. radar. Ain't no way. <laughs> Ain't no way. And we both had the same understanding of like this Mexico trip means we're both gonna just like lie down and eat tacos for like, I think we were there for like five days or something. And it was just the two of us because only two people worked at this company. Okay. You know, and Mex that's that's honeymoon phase. Like yeah. that's honeymoon <laughs> in the purest in its purest yes. form, is it not? <laughs> yeah. That's like more honeymoon than some people's honeymoon. <laughs> yeah, probably. It's an all-inclusive resort. We like flew, like flew out, and like because it was completely remote. I was mm. living in Toronto, and she was living in Vancouver. That was mm. also the first time we met each other in oh person. My gosh. So it was very meaningful. It was very sweet. We were very like lots of heart to hearts. Lots of like yeah. you know thinking about the future and like where do you want to go and I I just don't think I'd ever met someone like her before like this mm. really sounds like a rope I never met anyone <laughs> like her before Jason she changed everything for me. <laughs> oh my gosh um but you know as, okay as the spoilers yeah, yeah, yeah. say okay. good things do come to an end um yeah oh what God. turned was it the tacos <laughs> the tacos are great no okay. complaints about the tacos <laughs> no complaints about that it was the first it was okay it also happened to be the first time I was depressed for mm. like and I think it was a big d big d depression versus little d depression yeah it was the first time I was experiencing like no motivation super mm. lethargic every day mm-hmm couldn't like get out of bed didn't feel motivated to do anything mm. because up until that point I always had some kind of motivation even if I didn't really want to do my schoolwork, or even if I didn't really want to write this paper or mm. study for this exam I still managed to do it but this was the first time that like willpower alone wasn't cutting it and that was really scary because I think we all we all seek some kind of sense of control mm-hmm. in our lives and me losing the motivation to like work or talk or communicate what I was going through mm. really felt like a big loss of control. Yeah. And wow. I think the main thing that expedited yes. things going wrong was the fact that it was so new to me that I didn't understand how to communicate that I was feeling unmotivated and that I was feeling really 
just unwell right you know I think it, that just led to like misunderstandings it led to like oh like why isn't Joyce like signing on why isn't she like completing the task why are things like late and then them having no visibility on it I think looking mm. back on it you know I understand or where that decision came from because mm. that's what ultimately kind of led to me getting fired but at the same time I feel so sad for my yeah. past self it's like I think especially growing up and seeing how my parents worked they mm. always went to work they never mm. took a sick day if they mm. took a sick day it was for me mm. I just felt like asking for time off or telling someone that you're not doing well I didn't even realize that was on the table it's like right. when we talked about spending money and mm. we didn't even conceive that like spending our money was a thing that you could do yeah I didn't even conceive that telling someone I don't feel well I can't work today yeah. was an option because I never had to do that before totally yeah yeah um how long was that period like of just depressed I got fired in like October of like that next year okay and then I think I wasn't working for about nine months or ten months mm. and I was pretty much depressed the whole time on top of the fact I think something that amplified that even more was the fact that it was in the middle of COVID yeah FYI <laughs> that, that <laughs> happened right yeah um, it was in the middle of COVID and because everyone else was also going through different things yeah families were getting sick work was stressful for them too yeah. I think that pushed me even further to not tell anybody about mm. it because in my mind I was like well everyone else has enough on their plate why should I why do I deserve like more attention than somebody else mm. because I'm having a hard time let me just buckle down and like mm. deal with this mm. um and then after like right after I got fired I also didn't tell my parents which is something mm. we have in common <laughs> because it was a remote job I just kind of opened my laptop every day and sat in my room for a couple hours and then I would go downstairs and be like I'm done work for today wow just straight up lie oh my god wow. I don't think I told my parents for like a few weeks because wow. I was so scared oh, oh my gosh it's so sad I never like seen my parents. Well, I mean, obviously, my parents are like also superhuman, so I can't even imagine. But you know, they've never gotten fired. I've never heard of anyone getting fired before. And if you get fired, it's kind of like for a stupid reason. Mm. You know, it's like the only stories or things I heard about being fired is because your manager is really unreasonable. Mm. It's because the circumstances like, oh, like I have to go back to school. I like can't commit to this job, mm. but it was never, I'd never seen it where someone got fired and the fault was like kind of on the person getting fired. Right. So it felt very, very just unnatural, uncomfortable. I just felt so stupid. <laughs> I like Oh my god. Me trying to explain to my mom like, "Hey, I'm quitting cuz I'm too sad at my job." Like she's like she huh? like I, I don't get it. Like what do you mean sad? <laughs> Your life's great, right? Um so I couldn't imagine. Yeah, mom, 
I got fired because <laughs> I was too depressed. Yeah, and it was there's so many layers to this, but it's like I couldn't communicate my depression to my employer. I yeah. couldn't communicate that depression to my parents. No. I couldn't even communicate it to myself, to be yeah. honest. Like I didn't even know what was happening. I'm like, wait, why can't I get any work done? Why mm. why do I feel this like sinking feeling in my stomach? Like every time I have to check Slack for new messages or something. <laughs> like, why is this so hard for me? And then and I think, you know, that's just part of yeah. the Asian <laughs> immigrant starter mm-hmm. pack or something. Mm-hmm. Um, not really seeing my parents model this kind of emotional regulation stuff. So then when my emotions do deregulate, I don't know how to like put it back together. Yeah. It just falls apart, and then I expect it to be falling apart forever. Right. It really felt like that. Oh, my oh gosh. My God. Oh, uh, Joyce. Getting fired is just so sad. I didn't know. And it was also kind of beginning of my career Yeah, things. So most of my friends were starting new jobs. Yeah. Starting you know corporate jobs yeah. every time I open LinkedIn I want to like stab myself in the neck like yeah it was just the circumstances just made it extra extra painful yeah it was yeah. it was really sad and I don't really know what to feel about it anymore to mm. be honest where I'm mm. like I think now I look back and I say it all the time but it's like I understand where they're coming from. Like, mm. I probably would have made a similar decision if mm. I were in their position. Mm. But then I'm also thinking, hmm, we couldn't have, like, worked it out <laughs> or <Yeah>. something. <laughs> so I asked, like, when mm. you started feeling depressed. Yeah. Like, the the chronology of this is you started yeah. feeling depressed. You yeah. went to Mexico. Yeah, Mexico. Then Probably started, a few months after. A few months after yeah. that, you started feeling depressed. How mm-hmm. long were you feeling depressed in your job before they made their decision? Probably, I want to say like three, two to three months. Two to three months. Yeah. Okay. So it's like two to three months of kind of falling behind, missing the deadline. Yeah. It's like doing the things that happen when right. someone gets depressed. Mm. Um, And then... It didn't even occur to me that I should tell them that something was wrong. I just kept thinking, I just have to power through this. I just have to, I'll just tell them everything's okay. I'll just catch Mm. up. I'll like, I'll like work more on like my off hours just to catch up with this. Mm. Um, Didn't know how to ask for help. Mm. That was, again, another thing that just wasn't on my radar at all. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I didn't know how to ask for help. I didn't know how to communicate that I'm not having a good time. Even mm. at my previous jobs, I like never asked for sick days mm. because, hmm, just because I, I didn't. Yeah, also, I, I, didn't never, want to. <laughs> I also never asked for sick days. Um, here's the crazy thing when I quit my job, yeah. I had like, I don't know how long, I don't even know, maybe two months, yeah. I, maybe two days. I, but I, for five years, I worked there. I took like, five six days oh over those God. five years so at the end i had this bank i didn't even cash out my bank i'm like uh i feel weird taking the money out or whatever i'm just like no 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 like no Jesus. that money's just sitting there and it's your money 
That's the crazy thing. It's literally yours. <laughs> but anyway, but, so that's but the not, extent to which oh I will not God. take a sick day. That's wild. And I I know part of it, we can just chalk it up to inexperience. Like mm. We can chalk it up to like, oh, we were so naive mm. back then. But I really wish, I really wish more people like were open about being fired. But I yeah. think through the process of it, of the shame and the guilt and the frustration that I felt I really understand why people don't fucking do it because (laughs) I really think telling someone that you got fired is almost like the worst reflection of yourself that you could present but I don't think it should be that way but I think that's what the reality is because once you tell someone you got fired the first natural question is well what the fuck did you did wrong yeah like well what's wrong with you like no because I don't know people get fired but then you never hear about it because of how much shame is associated with it Mm. especially Asian people we don't Mm. get fired we Mm. excel at everything we do Mm. we're like a five-year-old who knows how to play piano at like (laughs) you know Carnegie Hall and stuff like that those people don't get fired that just doesn't happen so when it happened to me it was super isolating on top of COVID isolating on top Mm. of like professional experience isolating and it scared me a lot to apply for jobs for a long time too because every time I would even think about applying for a job I would like read the job description I would read up Mm. about the company And all I could do was imagine the conversation I would have when I would inevitably get fired. I was just projecting way, way, way far in advance. And I had to take a break from applying for jobs because it was not doing, it was not treating me well mentally. It was hard. I know COVID was hard for everyone, but I don't know what happened that, I had to go through that throughout COVID too. Yeah. Yeah. What, um, do you remember the decision to tell your parents when you stopped lying to them? Do you remember that? That's that's the one I had to like dig up because I there are some things with my parents where I'm like, did I tell them or did they just figure it out <laughs> eventually? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think with this one, I just kind of let them know that like, oh, yeah, we're not working together anymore. Mm. um I want to try something different I remember the feeling of like putting it on me like it was my decision Mm. I don't know if I ever told them explicitly that I was fired yeah I don't know if they know (laughs) or if it's like a selective like we just won't mention it because we know it'll hurt your feelings and it kind of still does yeah um yeah I don't think I ever told them that's Dang. just that's just sometimes the operation with parents it's mm. you know I tell them what they need to know mm. <laughs> and I also don't like it when they worry about me that's my like that's oh. my number one <laughs> yeah oh my god well, and yeah. everyone would during that time I was super depressed I was kind of making everyone around me depressed too mm. like Nico who's my boyfriend and was my mm. boyfriend then too he mm. was like I was depressed seeing you being depressed. And I'm like, well, damn, that sucks. No wonder I like isolated myself so much. Yeah. Like I use COVID as a convenient excuse to like not talk to anyone, not see anyone. 
But in reality, I like couldn't stand myself being around other people. Mm. But then that made it worse. So yeah, where do you go? Where do you go from that? Right. I'm like, how do I live my life where nobody worries about me whatsoever? (laughs) It doesn't work like that. It It really doesn't doesn't. work like that. Oh, I hate it so much, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why we don't ask for help. I know. That's why we don't ask for sick days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not sick. No. (laughs) Cough out a lung. Well, on the topic of, oh, I'm not sick, there were two, two tales from this experience and then we can talk about like me going back to them as well well actually hold on I'll talk about me going back to them first because these these other stories are inside of that so COVID is happening world's collapsing around us society is broken on every level um I decide to reach out to the person and just say hi. Just say how's it going. It mm. was about, I don't know, it wasn't a full year after I was fired yet. So it's probably like at the nine month mark. It was like, I got fired in October. I think I messaged them in like June. Mm. So I just sent a message because I was seeing her posts and they're, you know, relaunching the course. And it's like a lot of exciting things. And I just sent her a message after having like a mental breakdown the night before. And the mental breakdown was just me just being so frustrated with Mm -hmm. like not being able to move forward, not having the closure, not feeling like I could move on from it. Yeah. Um, Because I felt like I had let her down. I let myself down. Um, This was my like, this was my big break in my mind. I was like, Mm. this is how I'm going to become an online girl boss. (laughs) And I say it as a joke now, but back then I was like really excited of the idea of like a career in working remotely and a career in like social media and Mm. working with other women and who are young and like fun and not having a job where I felt just so bored and like lost Mm. all the time. Mm. So I really felt like I let such a golden opportunity go. And I think Mm. that's where a lot of my disappointment came from. So come June have my little mental breakdown at night the next day I just whatsapp her to say you know good luck with the launch I hope you're eating I hope you're like drinking water (laughs) because I know that you don't and none of us (laughs) ever did um yeah like just good luck with everything I was just thinking about you something something you know that's Mm. it Mm. and I had no expectation sending that I was really doing it just for my personal like closure i'm like i can't keep being so insane about this like i yeah i just want to close this chapter and move on and turns out moving on meant that she let me know that she was hiring again for the same position or a similar position like generally the same task same role someone to like do community management basically yeah and she let me know that hey we are still looking for someone if you are open to it and if you're not doing anything else (laughs) feel free to apply and at this point the middle manager had changed so Mm. it was a different environment it was a different like vibe there was a different person Mm. um and at that point I kind of had nothing to lose (laughs) so I went back I went (laughs) back to my ex she took me back (laughs) 
and that started that starts act two yeah. of this situation this was the renaissance of my girl boss career with okay. new people so there were other people on the team too there's yeah. like four of us all together yeah and and then that that kicks off the honeymoon phase again oh. no mexico this time uh, no mexico <laughs> no mexico honeymoon part two uh, honeymoon yeah it's i mean i guess that's what happens <laughs> sometimes wow <laughs> what um what did it feel like when she offered that to you like yeah. i was really relieved to be relieved. honest like i was so insecure like professionally mm. and i don't think that's something a lot of people talk about like we can feel insecure you know physically we can mm. feel insecure like intellectually if you feel mm. like oh i'm not the smartest person here but i straight up felt yeah insecure professionally where i thought i wouldn't be able to hold down a job Mm. because of how unpredictable my depression was mm. the first time it happened I didn't see it coming I didn't know what to do when it got here and to be honest I don't really know how I got out of it I didn't right. like do anything specific to get out of it it just kind of like faded away when the excitement of a new job rolled around yeah but I was really relieved that I could kind of have a second chance I guess Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't yeah. go to Mexico, but a few months after I started working with them again. Actually, no, that's not true. Two months. Hmm. When Act Two starts, I'm still living in Ontario. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still living at home with my parents. And this was the time I really wanted to leave and move and yeah. live somewhere else and live on my own. Mm. And the options that I were looking at weren't great because living in Ontario isn't awesome. <laughs> it's you either live in like downtown Toronto or you mm. live at home with your parents. Yes. <laughs> That's kind of the only options here. But one of my coworkers was living in Victoria, BC. Yeah. And the company, like she's from Vancouver too. So yeah. everyone was based in BC except for me. Yeah. Um, that kind of planted the seed and about six months after I started working there, I moved to Victoria. So mm. big, big life change. Yeah. You know, wouldn't literally geo geographically would not be where I am without that job or that experience or those people. Right. And then a couple months after I moved here, we had the four of us go to Vancouver and like yeah. photo shoot, stay up really late, girl talk. Mm. mcdonald's at like 1 a.m the whole mm. like the whole nine yards so that was kind of honeymoon number two yeah um that came along but i think like with the team expanding with the business expanding work expanded a lot too and i mm. think i learned a lot about like what my toxic work traits are mm. <laughs> and those people pleasing tendencies that you talk about jason yeah. i'm like wow like really really came in really came in hot the whole time um I guess the the health story that I wanted to share yeah was I had to get a root canal like mm. a couple months after I'd moved to BC mm. and it was horrible that was the worst pain I'd ever experienced in my life but mm. once I got the surgery done and I went to the doctor really early in the morning got my surgery came home and it was like one or two o'clock because I was on so many like drugs, yeah, I just kept working. Okay, and I'm like, 
looking back on it i'm like why did i do that mm. i should have just taken the day off why wasn't that this is like the sick day yeah manifesto it's mm. like never take a sick day never take a sick afternoon even mm. and that combined with the feeling of well i don't have any friends here in bc i don't have anything else to do i might as well just work so sad so sad <laughs> when wow. i talked to my therapist about it at the time she was like joyce you need to have some competing competing needs or something like that you need something that you like enough to compete with your urgency to work it's very interesting it's very interesting what's your take on that i don't know yeah well i think well i think she was right mm. <laughs> like this compulsion that i had to work yeah maybe because i'd never seen my parents do anything other than work right. when i was growing up why do you ask me like that in that tone? Well, I don't know if it's so much you need more competing needs. In my mind, yeah. this is my approach, is I feel like we need to lessen the urgency to work. Yes. <laughs> but I think she knew that I wasn't going to be lowering that urgency like independently. Hmm. She's like, we need something tangible for you to hmm. look forward to and to like make space for in your life because right. if i were just to like mentally think less about work like it that's not gonna happen yeah no way not not in like a thousand years <laughs> mm. so she probably saw that in me and was like yeah this bitch needs some thing <laughs> something else <laughs> um i remember i got laser eye surgery um and there's kind of like two versions of laser eye surgery yeah. there's uh lasik which they okay. just sort of like cut your eye and then like it oh heals quicker whereas um the this other kind prk your like eye needs to regrow Whoa. and so it takes a lot longer and um like lasik i think you can get the surgery in the next day you're like up and about but the prk kind uh i took uh five days off work and that was sort of the minimum but they recommended like two weeks maybe totally. like for a month like you'll still have blurry vision i remember coming back after one week <gasps> and like i went back to work and like everything is blurry and so i am like you can't see or listeners at home but like i'm like i have to like move my face to oh like one God. inch from the computer screen and i'm just like craning my neck is that not like... like worse for your eyes <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't your surgeon just be like having a field day watching yeah, this like why why are totally you we're just gonna have to re-surgery this yeah, kid yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's a miracle that your laser eye surgery has held oh yeah that point. is stuck <laughs> but um yeah i remember going back that first day of work and i'm just like on my computer like craning my, oh my neck God. did anyone like, like mention it or was this just like a let jason do his your, thing just just this guy i had like one of those like 27 inch monitors oh so it was it was like a freaking, yeah, I felt like a giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> a giraffe who I like, can't see. Yeah, the blind giraffe. Oh, my God. Oh. Well, my other story is when I started developing early onset carpal tunnel. <laughs> Amazing. I love that. <laughs> Amazing. We all, we're all, we've all been there. I think, like, <clears throat> oh, my God, that that early onset carpal tunnel. And I say it's early onset because I don't have any, like, permanent damage. Mm. I think I managed to, like, fight it off. 
But when I started experiencing it, I would ask my coworkers like, oh, like, do you guys experience any like wrist pain or mm. like have any suggestions of like wrist, like exercises mm. or something? <laughs> and I remember specifically mentioning for it for talking about it for a couple weeks, like they would ask me how I was doing. And my first thing was like, well, my wrists are still fucked up. So that's happening. <laughs> but no one really mentioned the fact that I should maybe work a little bit less or like uh, spend less time on my computer working because mm, mm, that's all I spent my time doing. Mm. Luckily, yeah. So luckily, nothing really came of it. Like I was able to yoga my way out of it, essentially. Mm. But that's, it's exactly what you're saying. Like, why isn't the focus on like lessening the source of the stress and my early onset carpal tunnel but usually the focus is to like add more things in mm. which i found really interesting um have you heard of 996 is that that like work schedule in china thing yeah okay explain it's, though <laughs> uh, work you know in north america we work nine to five yes in five days Ch a week five days a week in china it's 9 a.m to 9 p.m six days a week days a week yeah, yeah holy yeah, yeah. shit and like the tech companies in china they like brag about it oh They're yeah like, they oh, love yeah, it my employees work 996 yeah. um, i remember i met some guy who um yeah he was a civil engineer i think he was from hong kong and he was like i think struggling to find work here in vancouver um, and contemplating working back in hong kong and he was telling me about a job posting where it, the perk to this job was you only have to work five days a week. <laughs> wow, such generosity. Oh my gosh. No, it's real. Even if you like live in North America and you work for a Chinese or like maybe mm. East Asian company, mm. like even though you're living in North America, you still have to kind of play by their culture, mm. work culture rules. Mm. That's really scary. And I think it's stories like that that even kept me in the job longer than I yeah. should have been because oh, I was totally. always thinking like, like my coworkers are so nice. I have it so good. Mm. This job is like relatively easy. What mm. do you have to complain about uh, every single time? Yeah. What? What? Um. How many hours a week do you think you were working? Like in the peak? Okay. In in the peak of my like unhinged overwork I have nothing better to do with my time than to work mm. I was probably working like 55 50 to 55 hours a week okay um, I'm paid for 40 you yep. know as we do mm. I managed to get that number lower and mm -hmm. I worked really hard to like get mm. that lower and it wasn't something I was open about at work either mm. like I would just kind of do it like on my totally. my own volition mm. um not even no, not even for any reward or anything. Yeah. It again, I just literally had nothing better to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, it felt like any moment I was just at home, which was all the time because it was still COVID, uh -huh. I might as well just be doing something for work. And if okay. I wasn't actively working, I was thinking about work for sure. Right. Like there was always something, there was always something to learn a new article to read I felt like mm. I should be watching like YouTube videos kind of educating mm. myself because I think in a way I also felt behind yeah. because you know I'd never worked in this kind of industry before as mm. like a community manager that's like a real job mm. that like real people have mm. and I just felt like I fell into it accidentally right 
but I am glad I I was able to like train myself to work less yeah like while I was still there Mm. because there were a lot of times I debated like oh I'll just leave Mm. (laughs) I'll just leave and then fix myself at the next job but Mm. I think I made a pretty intentional decision that if I don't fix myself here I am likely to never fix myself yeah you know anywhere down the line right right yeah I um I heard from my friend once who he was sharing that like yeah he he worked a pretty high intensity corporate job Mm -hmm. um and it was he worked as a consultant so it was like billable hours totally but you know he would work until like 11 12 p.m and just but the off work like you know he would charge eight hours but Mm -hmm. work 14 but just not build those other six because he like was ashamed he's like oh if i was better at my job i could fit all of my work into the eight hours so i'm not going to charge company time my own learning and i i like yeah like i get that like i get that mentality so much my friend's a person of color and then he was sharing this story about um they hired this white guy like a like a student summer student and um at like 4 p.m every day the summer he would just like walk out and then all the like other people of color in the office well i mean i don't know but for him he's like the the audacity yeah, <laughs> of this totally. white man to oh just walk gosh. out at 4 p.m when the supervisors are staying till like seven every day wow but, i mean also summer student flex like enjoy it while you can <laughs> But I I had that feeling in a way too. I think because the owner, the CEO of the company, like she's also a person of color mm. and she's also a woman. So we mm. don't have that disparity like between mm. us, but it always felt like she was on and it mm. makes sense because it's her business. Like that's what you yeah. do. But I think because I was on the team from such an early age, I like internalized some of that too, mm. where I thought, Oh, I have to prove myself, especially mm. after being fired. Oh mm. my God, the I need to prove myself complex came back way, way stronger. Yeah. Like I left literally no room for error. Like right. I covered every base. I was so thorough for everything. I was doing team game nights. I was going mm. so above and beyond for everything, but mm. always had this lingering feeling of, yeah, but you could still be fired like at any point. Wow. Yeah. Because I was saying earlier that my depression was kind of unpredictable. Yeah. In a way, the firing came kind of unpredictably too. Like in the moment, Mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting it. But in retrospect, like I understand what happened because leading up to me getting fired, I never really got any criticisms. I never really got any like, you know, feedback of, Mm -hmm. you know, there were, there were, comments on like oh like this was late or something something but it never felt urgent enough Mm. I guess you know again an experience I think is a piece of it but up until I was fired I thought I was like doing a good job so even when I was getting compliments in act two now Mm. I'm getting compliments and people love working with me and everyone's saying Joyce you're you're amazing like no one else can do what you do like you're literally fighting off Karen's like left right and center (sighs) in your Facebook group it's crazy I was hearing these things but still feeling like 
Oh, yeah. but even if you say that, if I get if I'm depressed again, like it's over, no, like right, yeah, it always yeah. felt like this looming ultimatum. Mm. Mm. Do you, Do you remember like that meeting where you got fired, or like I remember taking like the hottest shower of my life after that. <laughs> Holy crap! I probably like could have burned my skin off or something yeah but I was just so disappointed like so Mm. I don't know I think disappointed is like the best word to put it because is that feeling of oh I messed up this opportunity and I think you know in a way I'm also lucky that I'd never felt that before so it was Mm. my first really big 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 disappointment um and also just feeling confused. Yeah. Where I wasn't really sure why I couldn't do the things they wanted me to do. Mm. And why I couldn't do the things I wanted me to do either. Mm. It's like letting down them, letting down me. It's a big like breaking of self-trust, right? right. We think yeah. we talk about that self-trust element. That was a mm. big one where I couldn't trust myself to mm. work mm. in that capacity yeah. for a really long time yeah okay yeah and okay so you mentioned act two honeymoon is there is there a conclusion to that like there is yeah there is (laughs) i guess the the conclusion of act two long story short is that i eventually decide to quit on my own terms Hmm. and it was still scary it was still mm. uncomfortable, but it's hell of a lot better than being fired. <laughs> That's for sure. I think a lot more people have experience with like quitting a job, but once mm. you have the experience of being fired to like contrast that with, it's like, wow, like seeing how different it can be was really interesting. Mm. I think like just the work got too much. What I was doing, I wasn't sure if I was happy doing. Mm-hmm. And I think I was just ready to try something else. I think a lot of my leftover firing trauma kind of lingered around with me. Like I talked earlier about that feeling of closure that I was Mm -hmm. looking for. Mm -hmm. I really felt like I couldn't have real, real, complete, true closure Mm. until I work somewhere else. Like I couldn't continue being here and not think about me getting fired. Right. You know what I mean? Even though obviously I still think about it. (laughs) Not being there. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There were there were a few months, I think, leading mm. up to me deciding to leave. And I I know this about myself that it takes me a very long time to decide to leave a job. Yeah. I always overstay my welcome. I always mm. stay way longer because right after my last day at any job, I'll look back and be like, wow, you could have left that like months ago. <laughs> or you should have left that months ago. Like, well, you were so unhappy. Like, what are, what were you doing? What were you, what were you trying to prove? Yeah. It's tough though. Yeah. I, uh, someone shared with me the other day, this quote that's like, change is slow, but change <gasps> is sudden. Ah! <laughs> so um, true. And I think I reflect on that with, with my own, like, Mm -hmm. story about how yeah like I made the decision to like I I have to leave like I can't unsee did you pre like how premeditated were you 
on like the day or the week or the month that you were leaving or did it come like really abruptly for you it came so abruptly like i think a thursday so i went to this like mental health conference on thursday and that sort of like awakened the like oh my gosh i don't think i can be an engineer anymore and so like thursday night i was like waking up at 2 a.m I like and I like my mind was racing like at all these ideas Thursday night Friday night Saturday night Sunday night Monday night and this was over a long weekend and like I think um I'd plan like I was in like Penticton on like a Airbnb trip but on the vacation I woke up 2 a.m 2 a.m 2 a.m 2 a.m so on Tuesday morning after five days of waking up at 2 a.m I just like went to my boss like first thing in the morning and I'm just like I like I need to quit (laughs) so that was the like suddenness of it but Mm. the slowness of it is like you know kind of me again sharing the story that I shared last week last episode I think there was probably like six 12 months of like I'm done like yeah 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 usually (laughs) usually I I have a 12 month runway for this kind of (laughs) thing where I start feeling something Mm. but it's not clear enough or it's not bad enough for me to leave and then thinking about how bad other people have it that kept me staying Mm. way way longer Mm. because as much as I struggled in this job with my mental health I feared even more the struggles that would come with working at a different company where the owner isn't fun young Mm. and Mm. nice and compassionate Mm. where my coworkers are also not fun young compassionate etc yeah and i just kept imagining how much worse it would be somewhere else Mm. yeah about 12 months because i also when i did quit i wasn't planning on quitting that day i really i thought i was gonna hold off to the rest of the summer yeah that was kind of i i always do this i'm like Mm. okay i'll like wait until after the christmas holiday Mm. okay i'll wait until like after this long weekend then i'll do it Oh, I'll wait until after like this launch, like there's always a new deadline and I'll keep pushing it. So for this deadline, um, we get our birthday off at the company, like Mm. an extra day off. So it was like the end of June. And I think my birthday was in two weeks. So I'm like, I will wait until I get my birthday day off and then we can go. Yeah, that didn't happen. I was back home visiting my family. And I just woke up that day on a, was it a Thursday? It was either a Thursday or a Friday. I guess that's when things happen. Yeah. yeah if you're listening to this on a Thursday or a Friday, like be careful. You might quit your job today. You might quit your job <laughs> next, next available moment you have. <laughs> yeah, it was like the end of the week and I was working from my parents, like same childhood bedroom that I was mm. fired in. And they were telling me the news that one of my team members was being let go. Like she was the person that worked under me. And I remember when I saw the invite for the Google calendar and, you know, it's always something generic. It's like team update or something. (laughs) I remember seeing that. And in the deepest, deepest part of my heart, I was like, oh, my God, I hope they're going to fire me so I don't have to come to work tomorrow. And then that moment, I knew something was going very, very wrong because I got to the meeting. They didn't fire me, of course. They gave me the news that, like, my other team member was being let go. Um, 
just because we didn't have enough work mm. to support like both of us. So, mm. you know, I got to stay and like she had to go. But in hearing that news, I was so disappointed. I was like, yeah. oh, what the? Like, I don't even want to be here. Like, she should take my job, actually. So that conversation happened in the morning. The whole afternoon, I was calling all my friends. I was calling my old coworkers who had previously left the yeah. same company. Yeah. I was like kind of getting their take on it and like just talking them through it. Um, because I was at home with my parents and we also had family visiting at the same time. They were out on some excursion like in mm. Toronto together. So I was home alone and going through this like, you know, manic episode yeah. of, oh my God, I think I need to quit my job. That Yeah, by the time it was like the end of the day, I scheduled another meeting with them mm. and I let them know that like, you know, the timing isn't awesome, but yeah. this is my two weeks notice actually. And then after we kind of got the formalities out of the way, we were like, all right, HR mode is over. Let's, we need, like, we're going to have like, you know, chill debrief mode really quick off the record everything like you say whatever you want and she kind of let me know like you know I'm on one hand not really surprised that you're leaving because of how stressful things were because mm. of how busy things were because how much work that you mm -hmm. were doing like mm -hmm. I was doing the work of like five different people you know mm -hmm. startup vibe like that's yeah. what everybody loves so I was doing the work of about five different people and things were just really really chaotic but she let me know that she was really excited for me. And, mm. you know, I was excited too that mm. I could kind of close this circle, close the mm. end this cycle. Mm. It's kind of poetic to end it in the same spot I got fired in yeah. while at home with my parents, just unexpectedly, you yeah. know, that felt that felt kind of good. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So we did it. We ended on good terms and I'm just really proud of myself for make, getting to that decision, even though it takes like six to 12 months to make it to that point. And I remember after I came back from my trip to, from my parents, mm. you, we like, like our friend from Ireland, well, your friend from <laughs> Ireland came to visit you. I came to visit you. We went on yes. this like three musketeers adventure yeah. together. And honestly, that was like the best summer ever. <laughs> Like ah! the summer after you quit your job is crazy. Like <laughs> I wild. the summer of unemployment, like it feels so good. And I was living on my oh my god, it was so great. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, it really felt like a full circle experience at that time. That time I did tell everyone and my parents right away, hey, mm. I actually quit my job today. <laughs> They like came home from their excursion and they're like, hi, Joyce, how was work? I was like, it's good. My last day is in two weeks. And they're like, whoa, cool, congrats. <laughs> oh my it, gosh. Yeah, it, it's a big, it was a big difference of like how I felt leaving on someone else's terms versus like totally. leaving on my terms. Wow. And yeah, what was it? it was, it's sudden, but it's also slow. Yeah. A thousand, a thousand percent. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm so proud of you. Thanks. Wow. Thanks. It was definitely scary at first. Like, you know, once our 
fun summer bender like comes to an end um (laughs) then I had to you know start looking for a job again worked out that Mm. you know a few places hired around August September when I was looking Mm. but I think with that that era that Mm. those two acts of that part of my life you know so much so much stuff happened I literally wouldn't live in BC if it wasn't for that job Mm. I also probably wouldn't have started therapy without that job too so it's like so many good things came out of it too Mm. yeah I'm really proud I like went through with that decision and I think another thing that held me back from quitting was I always I kept telling myself you should be so lucky to have this job someone would like kill to have this right like Mm to have such nice coworkers who are so friendly and so funny and like make mm. work a fun place to be mm. and they like appreciate me and like my time it's like so many good things about it and I always told myself oh yeah someone would would kill to do this mm. or I would think about my friends and the positions that they're in and it's like oh like they would be so happy to have this job like you shouldn't just give it up but I think by the time I got to the end of my rope yeah I had to change that mindset to be like well if they want this job so bad come and get it it's open (laughs) she's hiring (laughs) yeah (sighs) yeah that for sure that thought Mm. kept me in my job too yeah of course security oh like yeah nice yeah but it's a prison you know like we the the story that we tell ourselves there is a safety in being in prison that's for sure one of my friends when he was uh on the last few days of his job after he gave his two weeks notice he was telling me it's like oh joyce it's only six days and like you know whatever hours until my last day and i had to tell him you know who else counts their days like the way that you're doing it like prisoners and he was like, wait, you're right. What the hell? Um, a term uh, that we throw around a lot at my old job was like golden handcuffs. Ah, that's public service. It's a <laughs> gift and a curse to us all. Well, immediately after I had quit my job, mm. you know, summer bender, very mm. fun. I also stopped going to yoga, which mm. I went to as my competing force. Mm. I stopped going to therapy for a couple months too because Mm. I didn't have anything to talk about if I wasn't talking about work. Yeah. So that was the true embodiment of me going for the source rather than going for the symptoms. I'm Mm. like, I just got to cut it off from the source. And, you know, it's not like every problem in my life was fixed, but right. There was, there was some peace. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, uh kind of when I think back on my kind of like mm-hmm. work journey sometimes I like I feel like there's this element of like there's this dragon that I had to like slay mm-hmm. um did it ever feel like you were the only one who could slay it Jason well it was sort of like <laughs> it was like a, a dragon unique to me in yeah. a certain sense of yeah. like oh I need to slay this that's like, what I felt too because yeah. she I mean they literally told me no one else can do this mm. except for you mm. ah yeah pressure pressure uh, but I guess what I'm asking is like mm-hmm. what was it like to sort of kind of yeah r- return to the x as you put it you know like oh my god leave on your terms like do you I don't know do you feel that 
you slayed this dragon or like uh, are there still like residual pieces lingering yeah i i think when i was in the job i had this i had a dragon in my Mm. mind where i was like Mm. i'm the only one who can like do this job to the Mm. level that i can do it i Mm. like i've worked here the longest all these things but I think once I left or when I was getting ready to leave, I started seeing that like that wasn't even my dragon to mm. fight mm. and that I couldn't claim it as my own. I guess like the the dragon that I didn't want to fight actually was really my relationship with work and mm. how much value I saw in myself, how much of my self-esteem came from work yeah um and realizing that i didn't really get it from anywhere else it was Mm. really just work that was making me feel like happy and fulfilled and that was my social network when i originally moved Mm. here too Mm. it really helped me rethink the way i see work right you know yeah 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 Yeah. what was the i don't know what was like does that answer your question? Is that the dragon, the metaphorical dragon? Well, um, we so after our last episode, we were chatting off mic, and uh, we were sort of realizing how deep the trauma goes. Um, so I don't, I don't think I shared the story on mic. If I did, apologies. But basically, I had this job interview where um, for the job that again I was kind of outlining. It was, um, so I I job I interviewed for that job three times the same job, three times. The first time was as like a summer student and it was like an eight month contract. The second time was I graduated and I returned back to the same team. And in that second job interview, it was like my same supervisor, my same boss, all these things, and they just asked me this like lowball question. They, it was something, uh, the question was something along the lines of like, tell us about a time when you had to use project management skills. Wow. Like the most generic, bland question. And I began telling the story and I, or, or like, I was sort of like, okay, let me think of an example. I started sharing this example, but then halfway through, I'm like, wait a minute, what is the project management aspect of this? I think I can come up with a better example. And so I like kind of pivoted. And I like morphed the story, but like, I was sort of like one foot here, one foot there. And then I'm like, ah, let me restart. And then I started like, wait, wait, that's not what I want to share. And then like, let me restart. And I started panicking. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? And then legit, I started feeling faint. I um, like, I I have a history. This is more stories um, that we can share in future episodes, but like, I, I have a, uh, a history of fainting while public speaking more than once like no. put, uh, like, Jason, I, like no. three if not four times oh my while god public speaking i have fainted um, and so i was feeling that this time like i was mm. feeling that in this second job interview of like okay i'm like i'm like losing sensation wow i need like i need a moment and so i told my two interviewers like hey can you give me a second and i like walk out of the room past the reception desk the receptionist was like oh is your interview done and i'm like nope and i just went to the bathroom um and i just sat in the bathroom stall like hyperventilating being like god oh well um i just blew it and I'm, yeah, I'll go home. 
I'll, I'll go back. I'll stand up. I'll go back into the room. I'll finish the interview. And then when I go home, I'm immediately going to start looking for new work. Oh my God. So I stood up, walked past the receptionist, walked back into the room, was like, hey, I'm really sorry. Can we finish the interview? And then the wow. two interviews were like, oh, okay. And then we go, we circled back around on that same question. I like gave the most half-assed answer <laughs> I ever gave. That's wild. I shook their hands. I'm like, thank you so much. Appreciate it. I was like so upset with myself, oh. so down. They gave me the job. <laughs> like they offered it to me because I had already worked with them for eight months. And didn't, like, didn't they say it was like that interview was just a formality? or something like they knew they were gonna hire me or whatever of course. So, um anyways wow uh i i mentioned i interviewed for that same job a third time so yes. like two three years later while working there that was always like a temporary contract I but see. then they got their contract reclassified to mm. make it a permanent so i had to reapply for the permanent and again i prepped like two weeks for that oh third God. interview and i kind of felt like yeah i like was super proud of myself and even yeah. my supervisor so the same supervisor who has now been a part of all three of those interviews they're like she- here we go again let's go jason at the end of it she was like hey jason like you did a really good job even leading up to the third so right. i never talked to my supervisor about oh my what God. happened when i left oh, after the really? at all zero really? uh, it's so- like it's like you just gaslight them into thinking it never happened <laughs> Leading up to the third one, she's like, oh, Jason, like, maybe you can reach out to some of the other, like, the supervisors you have to, like, help do interview prep. And I'm like, frick, like, this is embarrassing. But after the third one, she's like, oh, like, you did, like, such a good job. Like, it wasn't that you've just already been working in this position for three years now. Like, you legitimately did a great interview. Oh, wow. So, um, in my head, that was, like, this, like, dragon that I needed to slay. I see, I see yeah okay I get what you mean then okay it's like do I think I'm still unemployable scum (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to word it like that but (laughs) but that's how I felt in the moment going on LinkedIn's like hell on earth I changed my LinkedIn like bio to say I only go on LinkedIn when I feel like my life is falling apart and I got so many nice messages about that actually (laughs) because everyone's like you're saying what everyone's thinking. No one likes being here on LinkedIn. Anyone who does doom scrolling LinkedIn, doom scrolling is, LinkedIn is hell. I think like when I go to hell, Jason, it's just gonna be LinkedIn twenty four totally. hours a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be like a LinkedIn moderator. Hate my life. <laughs> um, but yeah, do I think I'm unemployable scum that's gonna like die and be unsuccessful and like never mm. amount to anything in my life? <laughs> I don't think so. I think okay. you know, I, I am. Thank God for therapy. Mm. Thank God for like. Uh, no, that even though I'm scared going into things and that I'm scared to like try new things, mm. I am glad that I still do them ultimately. Because yeah. after, yeah, after I left, I was applying for just like kind of more local retail jobs. I don't think mm. I was ready to like work remote. I wasn't ready to answer a question like, what does project management mean to you? That's, <laughs> oh. I don't think I could do that kind of mental gymnastics yet. I think I needed a break from it. I'm glad I took that break. Mm. And it really made me just reprioritize like what I look for in a job too. Mm. Like I am glad I worked with really great people. I am Mm. glad that everyone was just nice and it's a friendly place. 
but I don't think like I don't think my skills or my brain is best used in a purely like remote position anymore I kind of like touching grass and talking to people Mm. (laughs) and I'm very good at it and I like working retail and maybe because I know we're kind of at time most likely but I'm also coming to terms with the fact that maybe working full-time isn't 100% like what I'm looking for like maybe me working two part-time jobs is actually better for me mentally Mm. than working one like fuller 40 hour a week job where yeah, yeah, yeah maybe it is more secure in some ways but then also insecure in others yeah I think the experience just made me more open-minded to like what I could do because right. up until that point I never questioned like I never questioned not working a full-time job because yeah. my parents only work full-time jobs yeah yeah and sometimes I do kind of get in my head about oh like working retail at a refill store isn't like a real job mm. for some reason mm. but work like staring at a spreadsheet for eight hours a day is right <laughs> it's making me reevaluate what I think yeah like a real job is uh-huh. and it's very interesting oh my gosh for sure I um you know we we're just scratching the sur- there's like eight eight question branches that I, I'm not following multiverses um, multiverses <laughs> but maybe to kind of wrap up this episode I like did you do you feel like you ever got that like I don't know if it's closure like you threw out the word closure earlier but like did mm-hmm. you have that like one-on-one conversation with your boss to yeah. like kind of like hey like <laughs> you fired me <laughs> Well, I I think we had, a, I guess I forgot to mention this earlier, but we had a conversation between me getting fired and me rejoining the company in yeah. like right in the middle. It was like October yeah. to June and January. We had just like a non-business off the record mm. call to talk yeah. about it. And in that call, I think I wasn't fully like, I didn't fully understand what had happened yeah. to myself mentally yet. Yeah. But I understood her perspective and like it was a very civil experience so I don't know what was I guess to answer that question I feel good about I feel good about getting fired weirdly enough I'm Mm. kind of I'm glad that it happened I'm glad I lived to tell the tale Mm. I'm glad that now in the future anyone who comes to me with a story like that or mm. with an experience like that mm-hmm. like I really know what it's like I even um I, like I even congratulate people for leaving their jobs now mm. <laughs> like I'm so happy for when people leave their jobs because I know how hard of a decision it is yeah. to get to that yeah a few months six months after I left the company she actually kind of closed doors mm. on her business as well. So mm. she went on a break and kind of paused a bunch of parts of the business. She ended a lot of contracts that were very expensive. Mm. I think when I saw that, it really solidified just how young and mm. small we are. Yeah, Like all of us were really just learning and how, how to do things and how to work and how to live right. at the same time. <laughs> we're just all traumatizing each other all in totally. different different new ways 
And I think just in being in that super fun startup mm. environment, it mm. really showed me how much I don't, how I don't, it really showed me how I don't want to live in the yeah. future where I don't want to live a life where my work like deteriorates my health for mm. like three years to the point where I don't feel like I can work anymore. Right. You know, I'm really grateful I made it out. <laughs> like a, like it's some kind of epic survival story it's not but i'm really grateful of like where i am now yeah that experience okay yeah wow uh, but getting fired still sucks <laughs> oh my gosh i wonder if i were to get fired again i like to think i would be able to handle it but i'm sure it would like break me in a whole different way but i think like you know if it's something that maybe one of our listeners is going through mm. right now or did mm. in the past and like the mm. wound is still fresh. Mm. I think just remembering that like, you know, you're like your friends and your family don't really, really care. I think mm. I used to think my parents loved me because of how efficient and how smart and how yeah. like good of a worker I am or was Hmm. um because they would always praise me for like doing well in school they would praise me for like oh you know she's always going to work on time and she's like always doing her own things but when I saw like the relief on my parents face after I had quit that really spoke to me too like they were just happy that I was like healthy and alive Mm. and like could go eat dinner with them Mm. once in a while and no perspective dang yeah yeah maybe this is too much of a uh i don't know if it's a curveball or whatever but like um do you think you'll ever like tell your parents the whole truth if they want to know i think i'd be okay with it now yeah because it's kind of it's far enough in the past yeah um and i don't think i think they would understand too Mm. because yeah like at the end of the day like you know not to like air out my parents to you too but like my mom's taken stress leave from work before too Mm. she's been in like that almost 996 environment like just borderline so it's not breaking any laws because it's still a canadian company (laughs) but the culture was still very east asian yeah so she's been in like a lot of bad corporate environments Mm. and i think they're at a place where they understand that there is more to life than just me working Mm. especially if it's something that's gonna like literally take years off my life yeah yeah i don't know how they got there or like Mm. what it takes for parents to get there Mm. but that's something like I told myself too like maybe because I saw how hard it was for my mom to go through that like Mm. to take stress leave multiple times throughout my Mm. life I kind of recognize like how damaging work can be yeah and I I just I know it's like in those moments you just want to be strong you just want to be like ah I can handle this Nothing mm. can tear me down. Nothing can give me early onset carpal tunnel, but it can. <laughs> and that's like, it's not a bad quality to say that you're not feeling well. It's not a yeah. bad quality to like ask for help. In fact, I like really admire people who know how to ask for help. 
Mm. Like every time someone does it, I'm like, damn, wish I could do that. <laughs> um, yeah, my mom's taking stress leave too. And like, I don't know, she she never really talked about it growing up, but like Yeah, my mom had... didn't talk about it. I just like witnessed it. And I'm like, mm. I know you're on stress leave, mm. but I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. More yeah. stories to uncover. More to come. Um, shall we um Again, I literally could. This is another fourteen <laughs> we talk, hour. I know the fourteen oh. hour special. Um, do we have a call to action for our listeners? Um, I think the call to action should be to reach out to somebody that you care about and tell them how you're doing at work. At work, and, and ask them how they are doing at work or in life. Because yeah. I think the worst part of it was feeling like I was the only one who mm. could handle or t- who could go through it mm. and that I had to go through it alone. But, you know, now that it's a little further behind me, the wounds are a little bit healed. The scabs are scabbing, but it's okay. Yeah. Like the more people I tell about it, like all they want is for me to like be okay. Yeah. You know? So call to action is to check up on people that you care about because i think if anything's gonna kill us faster it's like stress and it's work mm, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. literally the thing that's gonna end yeah. us as a species i think yeah capitalism capitalism oh no it always comes back <laughs> yeah. to that well on yeah. that note thanks joyce uh of course. truly yeah i i don't know i i think when i entered the story with you i think we were sort of like bordering on that joke stage like you knew how to like laugh not laugh but like yeah you, know, you 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 would tell me that you were fired but like i don't think i understood the like the depths of it so yeah i just really appreciate you sharing yeah no problem thank you for being there for my summertime bender that was very fun <laughs> i appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> um, i think that was like that wasn't the first time we'd met in person but it was the first time something like that had happened mm. yeah you both came to victoria we went to drag bingo jason won oh yeah a freaking barbecue at drag bingo oh my god oh my Just, god it's nice when good things can come out of a bad situation <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure tip your drag queens everyone yeah tip your yes. drag queens yeah and check up on your friends and thank you so much for listening yeah until we'll next see time you. Yeah. see ya bye, bye.